0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wellness Coach on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Edie Summers, and I am so excited to have today as my guest Caitlin Boyle. Um, Caitlin is just doing so many amazing projects Operation Beautiful, she has a blog, The Healthy Tipping Point. And she's also just part of the recent experiment, Naked Face Project, some of you may have been hearing about. Um, so we're going to be, and also she talks about, she, she's a volunteer for Girls on the Run. Um, Caitlin is just doing, again, like I said, so many amazing things. So I just, I can't wait to talk to her and hear all about her amazing projects and her books that are coming out. Uh, Caitlin Boyle discovered purpose through battling negative self-talk. Tired of hearing her own inner voice telling her she wasn't good enough, blogger Caitlin scribbled, you are beautiful on a post-it, stuck it on the mirror of a public bathroom, took a picture, and posted the photo on her blog. With that action, the Operation Beautiful blog and movement was born. The mission of Operation Beautiful is to post anonymous messages in public places to encourage others with phrases like, you are good enough the way you are, Or you're strong and awesome tens of thousands of operation beautiful notes have been posted all over the world in many different languages by people of all ages Caitlin and operation beautiful have been featured on the today show on the own network and in magazines such as glamour fitness and self Caitlin was also chosen by yahoo as one of the top 10 inspiring stories of 2010 Additionally, Caitlin runs Healthy Tipping Point, a food and fitness blog that encourages others to redefine true health and happiness. She loves to compete in triathlons and road races, but is currently on race hiatus as she is expecting her first child in June. And her blogs are visited more than one million times each month. Caitlin is the author of three books, including Operation Beautiful, Transforming the Way You See Yourself, One Post-It Note at a Time. Her second and third books, Healthy Tipping Point, A Powerful Program for a Stronger, Happier You, and Operation Beautiful for Best Friends will be released this May and December, respectively. She also gives motivational presentations about Operation Beautiful to colleges and high schools across the country, speaking at approximately 40 venues in the last two years. Caitlin's blog is healthy and her the program that she volunteers for is called Girls on the Run. and It is a nonprofit prevention program that encourages preteen girls to develop self-respect and healthy lifestyles through running. So, uh, again, that is just um, so many amazing things going on. Caitlin, uh, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Hi, Caitlin. Well, um, we have so much ground to cover here. And um, first of all, I just wanted to talk about... Uh, your blog, Healthy Tipping Point, because isn't that is – is that where everything started or was it with the Post-it note that you then placed? No, okay, every, you placed- everything started on Healthy
1: Tipping Point. Um, okay. I, I was working <laughs> at a job that I was really feeling unfulfilled by, and it didn't really tap into my passions. So I decided to start a blog um, in my free time just to have something fun to do um, and a side bonus of that was I had just moved to Florida and I was working from home and my husband was in graduate school and I didn't really know a lot of people or have a way to meet a lot of people.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, blogging really became um both a creative and social outlet for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made some really great friends through blogging and eventually, um it became my career, which was very mm-hmm. it was, was Surprising more so to me than anybody else, and, um, you know, it's, it's been really fun. I, I started blogging in uh, 2008, um, so mm. coming up on my four-year anniversary of blogging, and, you know, it's funny because uh. I have a job that my, my grandpa just doesn't even understand. <laughs> so,
0: but, <laughs> yeah, what is uh, a blog, anyways? What is, is a blog, anyway? <laughs> yeah, it's um, such
1: a, it's such a funny thing. Yeah, the Healthy Tipping Point is really just about... Um, my life and sharing um, recipes and, and food ideas and exercise tips and, and just really talking about um, you know what health really is and what it means to me and
0: um, how we can find balance in our lives. Mm, and I just want to paint a picture for anyone who hasn't visited your blog yet. Um, it has the most uh, welcoming atmosphere and it's just so vibrant. Um, you've got all these first of all wonderful pictures. Do you take those pictures yourself? I've I've been wondering that. Yeah, ever I keep all
1: my own pictures and I just I just if you look back in my archives you'll see that I was, you know, shooting with this you know, really crap camera and um, <laughs> I really I really love I really love photography. It's a really fun thing to do and I, I mean I'm certainly not an amazing photographer, but it is really fun to take pictures and
0: um yeah, I love to share that that part of my life too with people the photography. Mm, yeah, I actually think you're you're pretty good at photography, just from my um, non-professional eye here. Um, and that's just you know you also just have so many. I just I love the way you just you take pictures of all the food that you've eaten, you know, and you just you make them they make you make food look so good. Um, and you know, vegetarian food in particular. Um, I just I love and I, I'm just noticing here. You're just talking about you just discovered because um, you're you you don't eat any gluten. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Right. And you were just talking about um, you just discovered Amy's pizza, your, their rice pizzas, which mm-hmm. I happen to love Have you had them <laughs> Oh, I love it's them! Delicious. Yes, they're they're a godsend. They're <laughs> I know what you're talking about because I <laughs> I went through a period of time too. I was like, oh, I guess pizza is out, and then <laughs> now it's back. So. It, was, it was just so
1: funny because my husband doesn't. He tries to avoid dairy, and he's also vegetarian. Um, and I avoid gluten. So that means pretty much that pizza is out for us as a couple. Because they make um you know, they make dairy free pizza and they make mm, gluten free yes. pizza, but we had never found a dairy and gluten free pizza. And we would always go we would always stand in the pizza aisle and stare, you know, all sad at the at the uh, the case and yeah. be like why don't they make this? Like we can't be the only people out there. <laughs> and uh, we found it last weekend, and we were so excited. Uh, we mm. threw, all, you know, we threw a bunch in our cart, and it was rather tasty. You know, story. it is.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Amy's, <laughs> Amy's
0: does a good Those job. They're, they're pretty consistent with how their food tastes. And I just, I love that you focus on food and also fitness um, in your blog and just sort of bring them, you make them seem so vibrant and they come to life in your blog. And um, I think, isn't that kind of what your message is with Healthy Tipping Point? Is, I know you have a few messages with it, but I wondering if you could share us, what does it mean? What does that mean, Healthy Tipping Point? And Could you sh- kind of maybe paint a picture for us of what that looks like?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, going back five or six years ago, I, I think I was probably like most Americans in that, or most people, I guess, in that I, I really felt like healthy eating and exercise was a chore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was something you, like, had to do, like brushing your teeth, um, <laughs> or it was something um, that was like a punishment, you know what I mean? Like, I eat mm-hmm. all this cake, now I, now I have to go to the gym, Mm-hmm. Um or spring break is just around the corner i have to I have to go to the gym um and it was not it was never a source of like pleasure or fun um I just couldn't understand how people thought it was fun to sweat mm-hmm. um or <laughs> spend time in the kitchen you know i just i really like just did not get it at all and mm-hmm. um you know as a result, I was really really um unhealthy both both physically and Mentally, you know, I think mentally and emotionally more than anything. I engaged in um, something called fat talk a lot, which is when you mm-hmm. talk negatively about yourself and about your parents. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was always putting myself down. I was always um, looking on the negative side of things. And um, you know, I was mm-hmm. the kind <laughs> I was the kind of woman who would complain about how she, you know, I, h- I hate my body, and then mm-hmm. I would eat like a carton of ice cream to make myself mm-hmm. feel better. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, really, really like, there. yes, we have you know just really like self-destructive behaviors, um, very negative behaviors, you know, smoking and, and drinking too much and things like that. And one day, um, my best friend Lauren, she kind of sat me down and she said very bluntly, she said, you know, Caitlin, you need to get your your shoes together. <laughs> and she said you you really she's very blunt and blunt works with me, you know. And she said you need to get your stuff together, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you know, she pointed out how much of my behaviors was contradictory. Um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and it was really eye-opening to have a friend say those things to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, I said to her, you know, I want to be happy and I want to be healthy. I just like don't know how to do it really. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she, she invited me to go on a run with her because she was training for a marathon at the time and she was like, Come on a run with me, it's really fun. Um, you know, it's a great way to like relieve all this stress because so much of my negative behavior was poor coping mechanisms. You know, when I was stressed ah. or unhappy, I would engage in these negative habits.
0: Right.
1: And she said, you know, come hmm. on a run with me, it's really fun, it's a great way to get rid of all this negative energy and I was like, Okay, yeah, like I can do this, like I can run. So I start running, <laughs> and I remember that I made it, like, a quarter of a mile, and I'm, like, you know, dry heaving on the sidewalk. and um, <laughs> We've all been there, I'm too. Kind of like, yes, we've all been there, and, you know, this is really hard. Um, but the thing was is, is even though it was really hard, I didn't want to quit. Um, and, and I wanted mm-hmm. something inside me was excited by the fact that something was really hard. And I looked at my friend Lauren and I thought, you know, if Lauren can do it, like, why can't I? You know, it's not mm-hmm. like she is this, like, Olympic runner. You know, she's a normal, everyday <laughs> person who's training for a marathon. I'm like, if she can do this, so can I. Um, and I got, I got really into running. Um, and I'm not fast, you know, at all. And, um, but I, I really got into it and, <laughs> really enjoyed it too and it was a great form of stress release for me and um kinda of when I started running um I, I cleaned up my diet and I cleaned up a lot of my actions because um as anybody who who does exercise knows that it's it's a lot harder if you're gonna go out the night before and drink three glasses of wine and eat really mm-hmm. bad food, you know, to wake up the next morning and run. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it kind of it kinda created like a waterfall effect. Um, of positivity in my life, and um, I really started to understand that, you know, you know, after I think so many women, especially, really seem to equate physical appearance in terms of skinniness um, to health, and and it really becoming interested in running um, and becoming interested in eating whole foods instead of gimmicky diet foods it really started to form the concept for me that um you know health is really holistic and it it really is about mental and emotional and physical health and you can't really have one without the other it's it's very it's very hard to have one without the other mm. and uh and that's you know the healthy tipping point is the moment when you kind of realize that um and and being healthy stops being such a chore and you you kind of realize that you don't have to do these crazy diets or these crazy workout plans (laughs) um it's really just about like making small efforts in your everyday life and Mm -hmm. all those things can add up and and tip you over to a point of really true holistic health.
0: Mm. Caitlin I just I just I have chills and there's so many wonderful points that you made there um I'm hoping that we can maybe talk a little bit deeper about some of these, because I just think that this, this is an incredible message. And I, I love the way that you um, painted that picture for us of what the healthy tipping point is. It's, um, actually, um, it makes more sense to me now. I was thinking that I understood what it was, but now it makes more sense. You're talking about, if I'm understanding it correctly, that it's health isn't just physical. It's, it's physical, mental, and emotional, and maybe even spiritual. Is that what you mean by a healthy tipping point?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that um I think that's one of the things that we do especially when we're talking to kids and, and teenagers and stuff mm-hmm. about health. I think that's one of the things we do at the service when we talk to them about health. You know, we say health is the food pyramid and exercising five times a week for thirty minutes a day. <laughs> um and that's true. I mean that is healthy. Yeah. But but yeah. um you know, it's so empowering to make the decision to take care of yourself emotionally and mm-hmm. mentally. Um yes. and that has a, a huge effect on your ability to take care of yourself physically and I think we really underestimate um how these things are related in our lives and we don't we don't really give it as much credit as we should.
0: Mhm. And that's um we were talking about this a little bit earlier that that's really like the message of your book that's mm-hmm. coming out is that it's um that connection, that relation, that relationship between your image like your healthy self image, how you feel about mm-hmm. yourself, how you treat yourself and and your and ha- your life your lifestyle or can you can you explain Great. that connection?
1: Um so the the healthy tipping point book is coming out on May 1st. Um I'm very excited for its release and and this is the really the big topic of the book is talking about this connection between, you know, mental and physical health and I think what, what I've experienced in my life and what I've experienced and what, the, what I've seen from interviewing so many people about this is that um it's it's a whole lot easier <laughs> to make healthy choices when you view yourself in a positive light.
0: Um mm-hmm. and I think that
1: okay. um a lot of us kinda operate under a system of thinking um that you should negatively motivate yourself into doing these things. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. I was talking about before. You know, a lot of us think that like, exercise is a punishment. Um, And then if we're good, we get to, like, skip it. Yay! Like, we're good. We get to eat, like, all this chocolate cake and ice cream. Yay! Yeah. And that, when you think like that, it really frames it in your mind um, Mm -hmm. that that exercise is, like, a thing that's good for you but is really annoying. And eating healthy is a thing that's good for you but is also really annoying and yucky and not fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and there's plenty of other cultures in the world, um, especially, you know, when you look at the way they raise children, like the French are really into this. You know, the French raise their children to believe that food is something to be celebrated and enjoyed mm. um, and yeah. shared, and it's not something to be ashamed of or um, to, to binge over or to restrict. Um, you know, they, they just take a completely different attitude towards you know, food at all, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's very interesting to to think about how
0: your attitude about these things can really shape your ability to enact your goals. hmm. And and also, I think this is such an important issue for women in particular, and and also and kids, young 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 kids, and you know um mm-hmm. people that are growing up with i th- i think we've been um trying to change this mindset because we're talking about a mindset here mm-hmm. really um this is this is something that we've been um trying to figure out how to change for a really long time now and i think right. that this is this has really been um such a, a sad point for women, I think, because women are so amazing and, and so wonderful and so beautiful. And, and we're really the full spectrum of life, if you really think about it, the way that um, women, um, you know, it's like feminine energy sort of sort of runs the entire spectrum. And I think this is where a lot of us have felt like there's this uh, kind of assault on our, our body image, so to speak, because it focuses on just one part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just there's yeah. so much obsession with with um, physical perfection in our culture, and it's no wonder, you know, first of all, that a lot of um, women have um, rebelled against that or or had trouble with it on on whatever in whatever capacity on whatever level. But it's also, I think, the opposite of what I hear you saying is that you know when we when we talk about there's a phrase that I've been um, talking about lately. It's called self care. And I think that's um, – have you heard of that? Yes. Love that phrase. Self-care. I think that that's, this is going to be, I think, um, part of the – you know, also along with with um, sort of looking at ourselves in a positive light and, and working on our emotional and mental health as at the, at the same time. It just it does create that shift and that healthy tipping point that you're talking about, and it's and it's. I think women will really relate to this idea of self-care, where it's it's a joy to take care of yourself. It's you know nurturing mm-hmm. yourself as opposed to punishing yourself or getting down on yourself for whatever you have or haven't done. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about how it's it's almost like it's disembodying to only think mm-hmm. about yourself. <clears throat> Um, in one way, I think that our society really encourages, particularly women, but men too, to yeah. see themselves, Their, you know, their primary asset or their primary downfall is their physical appearance. Um, mm. It's very mm-hmm. disembodying. Um, I mean, yeah. we all know that people are more than that. Um, I mean, you know, inherently we know that people are more than that. You know, if you ask anybody on the street, who is the most beautiful woman you know? They will say my grandma, my mom, my you know my wife, and it's not because mm-hmm. of what she looks like, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we all know these things, um, but we, you know, the messaging in our society is just so strong and so overwhelming that it's it can be really hard to to apply it to yourself. It's, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier to apply that that belief to other people uh, right. than applying it to yourself.
0: And isn't really that and see to me it sounds like that's what your whole mission and message messages are about is um, making this a real- like applying applying this new mindset and and making it a reality and also and doing it in a way again when I talk about your your blog is just so it's just so vibrant you know, and I think that's a that's a beautiful way of of looking at health and you know self nurturing and and sort of taking care of ourselves because it feels good because you were you were talking mm-hmm. earlier about um you know food and fitness um being a chore and and yet and instead of it being something that's pleasurable or full of joy mm-hmm. and um it it strikes me that that is is part of what the the tipping point is is is, is changing that that mindset Um, and I just, and there were so many other points that you made and I just, I wish I could, could bring them all, bring them all up again, but, but this kind of almost leads into the, you were, um, so you were writing your blog, Healthy Taping Point, and then you were, Mm -hmm. you took, you, you wrote that post-it to yourself. Right. Yeah, I was,
1: um, you know, I think, I think one of the things that we all have to be aware of is there's lots of forms of negative self-talk, you know, and I think we, it's really easy to talk about this body image issue because it is so common. Um, but I was really mm-hmm. struggling with another form of negative self-talk, which was feeling like I wasn't um, I wasn't good enough professionally.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I, you
1: know, I, at the job that I was working at at the time, it was it was a really hard job. I, I didn't have a very nurturing boss, um, and <laughs> you know, I, I decided <laughs> to make a career change. And I uh, I am to back to community college at night, mm-hmm. so I you know I'm working forty hours a week and I'm going to community college at night and I'm taking these really intense science classes and mm. I'm sure everybody played. chemistry is very hard for a lot of people, <laughs> yeah me included <laughs> and it was it was very hard for me and um, I was doing really bad in in the class. And you know I was totally overwhelmed and overloaded, and um, I mean I was I was doing really really bad. One of one of my pet peeves is when people say, "Oh, I'm I'm failing that class," and they're getting like a B minus. A B-. <laughs> um, but yeah. I was doing really really bad, and um, one one day I got a test back, and the teacher put the test on my desk, and he put it down face down, and it's, oh. it's never a good <laughs> sign, right? Yes, right. <laughs> and I... I <laughs> I took it over, and I got a 43% for this test that I'd really studied for, and I, I just, you know, I lost, and I stood up, and I, you know, I walked out of the classroom, and I went into the mm-hmm. bathroom at this community college, and um, I just started having a meltdown, you know, in front of the mirror, and I think I think a lot of us do this. We run to the bathroom because that's where we can have a moment to ourselves, and we can kind of lose ourselves um yes. and i remember looking you know looking at the bathroom mirror and thinking you know all these horrible thoughts about myself you know you're so mm. stupid you're so dumb you're never going to get into this program you know you're wasting so much money you're wasting so much time like um you know why can't you just mm. be satisfied with your job um you know you're so dumb you're so dumb you're so dumb and I don't, you know, to this day, I don't really know what came over me, but I reached into my bag and I pulled out a sheet of paper and I wrote, you are beautiful, on it, and I stuck it on the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember kind of looking at that note and, and and being very struck by the fact that I had done that. You know, it was like, well, where did mm-hmm. that come from? And, yeah. um, you know, I, I knew that I had written the note not only, for myself to remind myself that, you know, even though I had a forty three percent on my chemistry test, um, you know, I was still a good person and um you know, still, still a beautiful person and and all those things. But I you know, I looked at that note and I realized I had also kind of written it for the next woman who would be in that bathroom. Um, uh. maybe maybe having a freak out. <laughs> you know, maybe uh. not. And and I, um, I pulled out my camera and I took a photo of the note. And I went home and I, I blogged about it on my blog. And I asked mm-hmm. readers to participate. Mm-hmm. And um, much to my surprise, they actually did. And that was, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was about three years ago. And um, you know, I called it Operation Beautiful after the mm. the first note. And um, its the website is operationbeautiful.com. And now, every day on the site, you can see um, notes posted from people all over the world who are writing similar notes um, and leaving them in public places for strangers to find. And oh. it's just, it's a really it's been a really incredible experience to be part of the movement, and um, it's it's just it's a really really fun
0: fun fun site. Oh, Caitlin, that is just what a moving story. Um, I just I just was almost on the verge of tears here listening to you. And I just—it sounded to me like your soul kind of took over in the bathroom. I really, you know?
1: I, don't, I don't know what it was. I, I mean, I really, I really would love to go because you know, hindsight is like twenty-twenty. You know what I mean? And, yes. Um, you know, like looking back, I'm like, wow, that was such like a big moment, like both in my mm. life and yeah, um, and it created this this thing that has been a big moment in so many other people's lives. Um and I, I would just love to go back and be like, Well wh- what are you thinking? You know, like why? Why are you mm. doing this? And um but it was just something I wanted to do, you know, it was a very genuine and organic thing. Um yeah.
0: and,
1: uh, it was but, and, yeah, it's been really cool to be a part of it.
0: And just out of that, look yeah, like you said, look at everything that's blossomed out of that and all the the um other people that you touched and that also communicated with you and it sort of brought that community to life that you were craving in the first place. Right? Yeah. And I then,
1: I've since since I started the site I've gotten about ten thousand notes. Um uh, I would say hundreds of thousands have been posted. Most people don't send me the notes they post. Um and I've received notes mm-hmm. from every continent. Um I've mm-hmm. even received a note from the South Pole. Somebody put a note oh. on the actual pole, <laughs> And, um, you know, I've got notes from teenagers in China, from, you know, Marines in Iraq, uh, from people oh. living in South America and, you know, Alaska. And I think that, you know, I've gotten notes in different languages. And, and I think that really speaks to the fact that um, I think we all feel like we're very different from one another in mm. this world, mm-hmm. you know, very often. But, um you know, a lot of the things that we go through, you know, regardless of our age or our gender or our religion or our language, you know, a lot of the things that we go through are very, very similar. And, mm-hmm. um, yes. people all over the world can relate to the need, um, to, to, to write positive messages for each other mm-hmm. and meet them in public places.
0: And, and I just, I think there's so many things I love about that. You were talking about the need of it. And also, um, I, lo- I love the idea of leaving it for someone else because we are mm-hmm. are all connected. And I think that is um it just it just this was such a, a turning point. Talk about talk about tipping point. You know? Mm-hmm. Talk yeah. about sort of like maybe one of the one of the first tipping points. I mean it sounds like there are a few there for you, but that, that was like a kind of a watershed moment and and that sort of um opened up the rest of your like it opened up a whole new career for you and it also again, talk about connection. Um, it's just, you know, I love it when, I think one of the greatest joys for me is when um, something that I do or say, and it's usually something pretty simple, it's usually not the thing, kind of what you're saying, it's usually not the thing that you think it's going to be, but it's, it's something that's, it can be such a basic human need that we all have or a basic, you know, a, a basic feeling or something that can be really simple and yet it has such profound effects for other people and for mm-hmm. ourselves for that matter too and then all of a sudden the whole world opens up and it's like right. the floodgates the floodgates open and mm-hmm. and that's where that's where that that connection is um also and i think in terms of making the connection between how you feel uh, emotionally and mentally and then how it affects you physically and then and then what can happen out of that um and it just you know, I just I think it's so beautiful and um I just I think this would be um an interesting point maybe to discuss a little more. It's the bottom of the hour and we're gonna take a really short break and then I'm wondering if you'd be open to talking. I know you have another book coming out on this subject that's a little more geared toward the younger younger audience. Is that correct? Yeah. So we can definitely talk about that when you return. Okay, that sounds great, Caitlin and um, so we'll be right back here. uh you're listening to the wellness coach on block talk radio. We'll be right back. everyone. Welcome back to The Wellness Coach on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Edie Summers, and my guest today is Caitlin Boyle. Uh, Caitlin is a blogger who discovered purpose through battling her own negative self-talk, tired of hearing her own inner voice telling her she wasn't good enough. Blogger Caitlin scribbled, you are beautiful, on a Post-it, stuck it on the mirror of a public bathroom, took a picture, and posted the photo on her blog. With that action, the Operation Beautiful blog and movement was born. The mission of Operation Beautiful is to post anonymous messages in public places to encourage others with phrases like, you're good enough the way you are, or you are strong and awesome. Tens of thousands of Operation Beautiful notes have been posted all over the world in many different languages by people of all ages. One of Caitlin's books that's coming out in December is her second book on Operation Beautiful. It's called Operation Beautiful for Best Friends, um, which is which will be released uh, this December. And Caitlin, um, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that book and the focus for of that book for your audience.
1: Sure. So, Operation Beautiful for Best Friends is really geared towards um, the younger girl age group. So it's geared towards about 18 to are 8 to 14-year-olds, um, and, and it's it really tackles topics that are relevant to that age group's um, holistic health. So the book talks about things like um, gossiping and bullying and finding your passion um, and dealing with parents and um, falling in love maybe for the first time and um, how to be healthy and how to eat healthy foods. Um, and it, it all kind of... Uses OperationBeautiful.com notes to tackle Mm. these topics. Mm. Um, So there's about 100 notes in the book. The book is designed to kind of look like a scrapbook. And there's 100 100. notes in the book. um, And all these notes were either written by children or teenagers or were written by adults who are reflecting on their teen years. And Mm. um, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a really fun and relatable book for that age group. Um, and and hopefully inspire you know these girls to go out and post their
0: own Operation Beautiful notes. Mm, and sort of keep that that wave of positive mm-hmm. energy going. And right. um. And I I love all the different topics that you cover. It sounds like you're covering in that book. I mean, you're even talking about bullying and you know things mm-hmm. that are. I mean, kids. It just seems like kids are under so much pressure. I just it's, it blows my mind to be honest. Um. I think it's I remember it being challenging growing up, but I, to be honest, I can't even imagine what it would be like. It seems like it's even more challenging these days. And so I think that um, messages like yours are just that much more important because we've really kind of reached, I mean, you're talking about the tipping point. We've also kind of reached a breaking point, haven't we? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just the way that we, we we treat each other, the way that we um, treat ourselves. Um it's, it just, it feels to me like there's this, there's this, we've, we've come to a point where we really can go no more, it's almost like you were, how, where you were when you were in the bathroom after receiving your, your chemistry grade, and, and believe me, I've been there, I, I think I, um, I think I had like a D minus in chemistry or something like that, so I, I can relate. Um, I, you, <laughs> to, you know,
1: I the <laughs> reasons why it's, so hard for that age group in particular you know i think i think a lot of adults say like exactly what you just said like it seems like so much harder now than it did when i was a kid and mm-hmm. i think i think the reason why it's it is like that is because of technology and i think that technology mm-hmm. can be a wonderful thing um, i mean obviously i operate entirely in the technological world um, right. but there's so much technology out there that kids can unfortunately use for negative things and not great things you know with mm-hmm. phones and texting each other and facebook and you know all these things are an opportunity to spread rumors and bully and mm-hmm. um you know be mean girl drama in a way that you know you and i never experienced mm-hmm. um you know yeah. I, I always think about with the girls that I coach at Girls on the Run, you know, when I was being bullied, when I was in middle school, I left and I went home and that was it. It was over. And it Mm. it sucked when I was at school, but, like, I got to go home and play with my friends at home and nobody could get me when I was at home. Um, But, you know, with today's technology, I don't think there really is an ending point for a lot of these kids, Mm -hmm. um, Mm. you know, at at all. And I think that that – one of the great things about sites like Operation Beautiful and there's so many other sites – that promote a positive message
0: mm-hmm. is
1: that you know kids get to use technology and their cell phones and their picture messages in a way that is positive, positive um, and helpful yes. for each other. And I think that's a really a great thing for
0: them to see. Mm, I I love that. And also, it's so interesting when you talk about you know like um, that you you and I had potential for safe space, um, like where, right. where there you know where there was no. You know, we could we could sort of ha- could have like this cocoon, and that maybe potentially no longer exists. And and yet, at, 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 on, the, on the flip side of it is is that we have to use we have to encourage ourselves and also. Um, kids growing up today to to use that in in a positive way, that technology in a positive way. And because the the flip side of it is is that I mean, look at what you've done. The the flip side is that and what other people have done. You know, reaching mm-hmm. out to each other and and sort of creating that positive space and energy. And um, and also something else that really has struck a chord with me a couple times, um, both in reading your your blogs and also what you were saying earlier is um, it, it seems to me that we're talking about it's empowerment here, and also strength. Um, sort of like, sort of the, you know, in terms of in terms of exercise, we're talking about. It's not about being thin because that is so abstract. Honestly, it's just such an abstract concept. Right. And you know, that that's that's something that's been around forever. And it's the the more I think about it, the more silly it seems. What does what does it even mean to to be, you know? Does that mean to be? I kind of almost associate with being. You know you want muscle, you want strength you want, and that's the same thing for your emotional frame of mind it's that it's empowerment and that's that's what I see you doing Caitlin is empowering women and and girls and and really everybody to it's it's a message of message of empowerment and I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on the ideas of strength and empowerment and positivity
1: well I think um you know, one of the most interesting things that I've heard about, especially when it comes to diet and exercise, is um, you know why whittle yourself away when you can make yourself mm. stronger. And I uh, think that uh, I think that's a really interesting concept because of course it's not. Um, of course, I mean, yeah, there's healthy, there's healthy weights, there's unhealthy weights, but I think really what that's mm-hmm. talking about is. Um, Especially in terms of getting healthy physically, I think it's so easy to fall into the trap of, um, you know, let me restrict, restrict my, you know, my eating, mm. restrict my life, restrict the things I can do, and um, not thinking about life in terms of like what can I add, you know, what yes. can I, what can I add to my plate, or what can I add to my life um, to make me stronger, not mm. to make me, not to make me smaller, you know, not just weight-wise, but emotionally and and know, like you said, vibrancy and mm-hmm. I think that's it's a very interesting you know, we were talking about having that mental shift. And I think yeah. it's it's a really powerful concept and that's one of the things that's really driven him in the healthy tipping point book is you know, you can decide how to frame the way you think. And it's very it's very difficult. It's not something you can just change overnight and it takes a lot of active participation. Um mm-hmm. you know, but it's you can decide to frame things in the way that you want to frame them. Mm-hmm. And it can be very it can be very powerful to just make, it can be very empowering to make that shift.
0: Absolutely. And um and I think it is important to make the point that it is something it's something that you do in small steps. I mean this is something that right. we we'll talk about in, in coaching is
1: is everybody mm-hmm.
0: has this this um I think we all know w- ultimately what is healthy and what's not healthy but it's just a matter of how do we get there and it's it's you know um it's baby steps it's you know we don't, and we also you know when you look at a when a child is first learning to walk you know they we you know it's that's how they learn they they crawl for a little bit they get up and they stand a little bit and they might fall again but and we cheer them on you know that's like kind of the one time that we we tended to, to cheer to uh, you know unabashedly you know, um, someone else on. And I think that's, that's what we, we need to, we need to be supportive to each other and also realize that this does take time. And also, um, this is so, this is also kind of what your, one of your other projects was that you did is kind of related to this, isn't it? Because it's about the naked face project. Isn't this about getting in touch with your Mm -hmm. internal beauty and internal strength and relying on that sense of self as opposed to what you look like? Yeah, the, the, the Naked Face world.
1: project was a really fun project <laughs> that I wrapped up at the end of um, the end of March, and um, the Naked mm. Face project was actually um, the the I guess the brainchild of um, myself and Molly Barker, who is actually the founder of that wonderful organization, Girls on the Run, yeah. and um, Molly is um, a little older than me. She's fifty one, and she has two teenagers. Um, So we kind of represented two, you know, two ends of the adult female spectrum, I guess. And one of the things that we had in common was that we um, both really preached this message of inner beauty and confidence and beautiful is on the inside, Um, and especially that we preached this message to little girls. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, we would do things like wear makeup um, and dye our hair and wear high heels And, you know, we inevitably would always have one of the girls ask us, you know, you you Mm -hmm. say that inner beauty is most important, but then you wear makeup. Well, what does that mean? And Mm -hmm. Molly and I never really Mm -hmm. had a really good answer (laughs) for these girls (laughs) about why we we did these things. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's certainly not that we thought that there was anything wrong with makeup or, or, you know, dressing up or anything, but we didn't know why, we didn't know what our intention behind these actions were. And part Mm -hmm. of the reasons why we didn't know our intention is because we had always just mindlessly done these things um, for our whole lives. You know, Molly for for 35 years, me for for 15 years. Um, So what we decided to do is we decided to go to the beauty desert (laughs) for 50 (laughs) days. And um, the beauty (laughs) desert entailed, um, you know, no makeup, no shaving, no prepping, um, none of that at all. We we led a very minimalist lifestyle for sixty days and and I know there's some listeners now who are thinking, Well, I do that all all the time. Um so Molly and I, you know, we, we designed the project um to reflect Molly and, and my beauty habits. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were both women who were raised in the South, um, who were taught mm-hmm. to never go to the grocery store without your face on, you know, face your face. Um. <laughs> so this is a very big deal for both of us um, to, to mm-hmm. give it up, um, mm-hmm. especially the shaving. And, uh, especially the shaving. <laughs> especially the shaving. But um, you know, so we so we, we blogged about our journey at the the project dot com, mm-hmm. and it was a very very interesting um, and illuminating sixty days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so what what did you what was so illuminating about it?
1: I'm curious. Well, um, I I really went into the project wanting to know the answer to that mm-hmm. question that the girls were asking. So when they say mm-hmm. to me, you know, you say interview is the most important thing, but then you do this, you know, why? I wanted a really good answer. And <laughs> one of the things that um, I really took away from the project was that um, before I started the project, I really didn't think that I did any of these things because they were fun. You know, like, I I didn't think I wore makeup because it was fun. Um, I didn't think I dressed up because it was fun. I kind of thought that I did it because I thought that I had to, right, in our society. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that I took away from the project is that a lot of these things are really fun when you're a girl or a woman. And and, and that's really cool. I mean, it was great for me to realize um, that that they're fun to do. It's fun to wear jewelry, and it's fun to get your nails painted.
0: Um, Interesting, and it could be. And perhaps, it's, sorry, sorry, interrupt, but it could be a form of self-care. Do you think? Yes, definitely, and I, and
1: that's what it felt like for me a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Was you know I was like, oh, I'm I'm bored, I'm sad. It would be so fun to go get my nails done, <laughs> you know, and um, <laughs> but I couldn't because of the project. <laughs> um, but but really, um, and that was great for me to take that away because, like I said, it's not about it's not about demonizing these things at all. Um, And it was really great for me to really take away that that understanding. But one of the things Mm -hmm. that I took away from it was that um, there is a lot of power in the things that we choose to do every day.
0: Mm. And
1: I knew that inherently because of how I do feel about healthy living. Um, But I never thought about Mm -hmm. the things that I did every day that could potentially be negative to my self-esteem. You know, Mm -hmm. I always thought about it in terms of, you know I go for a walk every day, and it really reinforces this great habit
0: mm-hmm. um but
1: I never thought about what it meant to um mindlessly put on makeup every day, and mm-hmm. for me, it meant that mm-hmm. on the days when I didn't, I felt like there was something wrong with me right um mm-hmm. because 'cause it was the power of something that you do every day yeah um so my you know my answer to these girls is that um all these female beauty habits can be very fun um, and and it can be great to do these things. But you really want to be careful about ever feeling like you're not the same person if you don't do them. Mm-hmm. Because once I gave up all these things for 60 days and I realized that I was the exact same person, um, you mm-hmm. know, regardless of whether or not I had hairy armpits and a <laughs> a brow and no makeup <laughs> on, <laughs> um, I was the exact same person. And people – Largely treated me the exact same way, um, and you know it, it was very powerful for me to realize that, um, you know, so many of these things I thought were a crutch or were necessary, um, and they're really not at all. Um, it's it's just something that you can add to yourself, but it does not make or break who you are. You should mm. never allow yourself to be tricked into thinking that it does.
0: Oh, and and Caitlin, those are, there's a few really amazing points you made there. Um, first of all. Never allow something to make or break who you are. I mean that's a really powerful statement, and um I think that is um you know because we're I don't think a lot of us realize that we're actually a lot more resilient than we think we are mm-hmm. and and our souls are uh a lot more um they're they're pure if that makes any sense, and mm-hmm. I think we get so caught up in. In the the pressures of and and just sort of the the whole whirlwind of of the you know mater- physical life and material life that it's it's really easy I think to lose track of who we really are and I just I love when you say don't let something make or break you because you're you know your roots run deep and I think and isn't that to me that's what um, self care and and eating well and and exercising is and mo- I call I like to call it moving it's just it's about um strengthening my roots and it 's about deepening those the, my my roots you know for myself and to the earth and and also it 's about um building that sense of of empowerment and sense of self um and this and again this something else that you said really struck a chord with me is um the things that we do every day um can be really powerful i can 't remember exactly how you said it, but but um, but that's it's there's there's a lot of power in what we do every day, like you were saying, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's really um it's something to pause and think about is you know what am I doing every day that's um and and how is it really talking to my my body and my myself, my mind and my my soul on a really deep level, kind of like how you were when you were in the bathroom, you know you right. were you were maybe maybe you were not realizing um until your you know some your higher self took over that you know you all those things that you were saying to yourself were having a an impact on you, and all of a sudden you know a part of yourself was saying, Well, that's just not true, you mm-hmm. know and sort of yeah. sort of stepping outside of yourself and and so and I think it's um so I just think it's a really beautiful message to um, to think about what are we saying to ourselves every day and, and what are some of the things that we do every day that either have a positive impact on our lives or – because it's, it really is like – it's it's kind of like the road that you go on. You can either go one direction or the other. And, you know, and that's what I love about – I mean, tell me about running because is that I'm, – I'm curious what your experience is of running now, now that you've been doing – because, cause, I mean, you're – you like – you run – is it triathlons and and also it's I know you volunteer. Triathlons,
1: here. yeah, and I've, I've been on other races. You know, I've done two marathons. Um wow! <laughs> can you, can you I mean, it's me just amazing to me. Years ago, I've been like, no way, <laughs> no way. Um, but it's it's just it's you know for me, really, running has just been a really fun way to um, connect to myself and connect to other people and keep you know healthy habits and um, it's been a great. It's been a great mental experience too, especially doing triathlons because mm. I was really afraid of swimming before I started doing triathlons. And really, um, it's been a really oh god, yeah, it's just been <laughs> a really <laughs> um, it's been a really big learning experience for myself just to put myself out there to try something that I was afraid to do. And mm. I think um, you know, I think anybody. I think most people, like 98% of people, can train to run a 5K. And I think it's a really fun experience. You can go online and, and look up Couch to 5K. It's a really good online plan. Um, there's some tr- there's some mm-hmm. introductory training plans in the Healthy Tipping Point book as well. Um, but okay. I just think it's a really, really cool way to just see what you can do and what you're capable of. And um,
0: mm,
1: it's yes. just a great experience. I love it. It's really
0: fun. I can't wait to get back to it. <laughs> um and, and and i know that you said you are pregnant right now and which is another mm-hmm. whole journey yourself. Un, oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. how what is that experience like for you i'm curious if um are you is that too private or i'm wondering if
1: well you I, could share. I mean I, it's been it's been a really um i had a really easy pregnancy physically which has been really great um i have been surprised at how um you know, I I have a lot of friends who were pregnant and running until like the day they delivered and things like that. Oh wow! Um, and mm-hmm. it's been a lot. It's a lot harder. That aspect of it has been a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> um, but you know, I've been I've been staying active. through walking and swimming, and mm-hmm. um, it's you know, it's it's just been a really fun experience. And um, you it, know, it's also been a. It's, and me and my husband were talking about this yesterday. Um, the whole, you know, there's a whole some category of body image during pregnancy, right? Mm, I mean, yeah. it's like a whole whole thing of itself and um, we were kind of laughing because, um, you know, for, for whatever reason, I've been gaining weight faster than you should on the charts mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't bother me because I eat when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm full and, you know, I eat really healthy foods and I'm still active, so if I'm gaining weight yeah. faster than I should be, according to a chart, like... You know, I kinda of figure that this is the way it's supposed to be.
0: Exactly. Um, so I, I
1: don't mind, you know, but <laughs> I, no, I was and saying that, to my husband yeah. I was I was just saying to my husband, I was like, you know, like I know that I've gained thirty pounds, but I kinda <laughs> look at my naked butt in the mirror and I think I still look pretty good. <laughs> he, he was laughing he's like, You have really good body confidence uh, <laughs> I don't.
0: I'm sure you're absolutely beautiful, and I, I just think it's – I think it's – yeah, it's so important to not pay attention to those those charts and, like, what yeah. – what, you know, it's – and again, just go by that, like, that internal – like you said, you're – you know, it's about – eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full and and honoring your body what does your body need mm-hmm. and and i think this is um one of the things i love i'm on your um girls on the run page um that this mm-hmm. website right now and i love some of the messages on here and this is i think is i know that um i've i've heard some other women talk about you know when they're they're pregnant sometimes they're um it it kind of the idea you know their their body image issues may come up again but i think it sounds to me like it's an opportunity for um because this is what it, what it means to be a woman and and this is one of the experiences right. that women get to experience and it's the you know it's the beauty of life and you're you're creating life in you and and i just i really hope that um any um young women or any women who are listening today um can can sort of relate to the the positivity and of, you know, the message that you are, all the messages that you're sharing. And I just, um, some of the things I love that it says here on um, Girls on the Run, this is Um, girlsontherun.org. The message is inspiring girls to be joyful, healthy, and confident. And uh, we believe that every girl can embrace who she is, can define what she who she wants to be, can celebrate differences, can rise to any challenge, and can change the world. And um, I just I love you know that that empowering message, and um, I just think I'm just so grateful for um, your honesty, Caitlin, and um, just for all the the beautiful things that you're doing. And I'm just. Just so grateful to have you here and um and and I just I think this is a really um so what is that experience like for you, uh like in terms of volunteering with these these young women and um, what is yeah, that experience I, like I for mean, you? I mean I
1: would I would really I mean talking about mental and emotional health, you know, I would really encourage anybody to if they have the time and the schedule to volunteer because mm. it's been such an empowering experience for me to really get involved and committed to an organization. Um, it's really yeah. cool, actually, because my husband coaches with me. I think we're one oh. of the, like, only husband-wife coaching teams. Um, yeah. And it's, it's been really great for our relationship as well to, to volunteer together. Mm. But um, I love that. You know, you know all the girls on the run coaches that I talk to, they all say the same thing, and that's... Um, and that they kind of feel bad because sometimes they worry that they're getting um, that the program is really for them. Um, you know, that's like a joke among the coaches. Is, you know, volunteering makes them feel so good that they yeah. feel like, well, maybe this program is secretly for for the adults that are volunteering. And um, I think that's, that's a really powerful thing to say about a program that the volunteers get so much out of it too. Um, yeah. And and you know, it's 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 so wonderful and. There's so many different ways to get involved in organizations, you know, out there, and I would just really encourage people to to find something that would be a good fit
0: for
1: them. Because Uh, it's, like I said, it's been just really great. It's really, really been great. I
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Um, That's been part of my healing journey is I started, um, I got, um, I just finished um, um, advocacy training for domestic violence, and it's been hugely um, important in my own development and healing process. And I couldn't agree with you more. There's something about volunteering. It's so much bigger than you. Um, no. it's just, it sort of takes you out beyond yourself, but at the same time reminds you of yourself and um, helps develop your sense of self too. And, of course, you're, you're also um, – you never know who, whose lives what other life you're going to touch and it's I think that's the really amazing part of it and I love um, um, just you know this talk about this um, I'm going to read this little excerpt here about um, Molly Barker who started Girls on the Run Um, Mm -hmm. it says here um, during a sunset run in 1993 after years of questioning her self-worth and being defined by others Molly Barker found the inspiration that grew into Girls on the Run seeking a way to help girls thrive in a world that often sends them conflicting messages she began creating a solution, a solution that would start with a small program and ultimately ultimately become a movement. And, um, of course, it goes on to describe it in um, much more great detail than that, but it sounds like um, it's like a 12-week program, or at least like mm-hmm. some of the earliest versions were a 12-week program. Um, but it's, it's, it's all about empowering other people and empowering yourself, and um, that's what I love about your messages, Caitlin. And I just want to remind people of your love your your website's your blog is healthy tipping com, and also you have operationbeautiful.com and then there's um nakedfaceproject.com great right, the nakedfaceproject.com the, na- the 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 nakedfaceproject.com and that's good that we clarify that because a lot of people are going to be listening to this um on iTunes and um I'm in, on, on in the replays, and don't I don't see the show page here, so it's really important to mention that. And then your two books, again, that are coming out, I just want to mention them again. There's Healthy Tipping Point, a powerful program for a stronger, happier you, that's due out in this May. And Operation Beautiful for Best Friends comes out in December. And also your first book is called Operation Beautiful, Transforming the Way You See Yourself, One Post-it Note at a Time. And um, is there anything else that you would like to say or share with our, our listeners today, Caitlin? No, I think you summed it up so perfectly, and I just want to say
1: thank you to everybody who listened, and I, I really appreciate it, and I, I hope to see you on
0: the internet. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Caitlin. It was just it was a pleasure and a joy speaking with you, and um, yes, I hope I, I see you around, and thank you again so much for being here, and um, thanks to everyone for listening. And uh you've been listening to the wellness coach on Block Talk Radio, everybody. I hope you have a really great day. Take care.